0: oh sexy nice right. <laughs> you see that Very form good. he used good. he brought it in and yep. it up. gentle he's gentle
1: I got yep. practice. gentle assertive. giant gentle yet assertive there you go oh there you go we're ready ready we're ready Ready. Yeah, we're ready ready all right guys we're in it we'll jump right in episode what episode are we at 16 15 doesn't even yeah, matter it, it doesn't matter doesn't even matter (laughs) we're in the next episode we got pj newcomb if you guys don't know who he is you're just not following along he's been with power build now what three years almost Yeah, since the beginning yeah. and we were back at warhouse together for two years (laughs) yeah two years there three years five years years it's almost our five-year anniversary yeah and then we got ifbb pro coach barbs on as well so we thought it'd be awesome break it up we got to get some bodybuilders on here we have IFPB pros walking around, so we got it. Barb's, PJ. PJ's been in the game a while also, just to give you a little background on him. But what, powerlifting, bodybuilding?
0: Yeah, powerlifting uh, in the 80s. 1982 was my first powerlifting meet. And my first bodybuilding competition was 1992. Uh, did a regional show, qualified to compete as a pro natural at my first show, due to all those years of powerlifting. you know, And then uh, hit uh, an MPC natural show in 94, qualified for universe and but at that time they didn't have classic physique i mean i, I feel like i could have went over into the pros if they had it but they had on open yeah. and i was a natural you know uh, light heavyweight bodybuilder so to make that jump you know wasn't realistic but yeah been in the game and then coached i've coached competitors as well national level competitors you know yeah. yeah
1: and then also most of your clients i feel like now are like they're either top level bodybuilders yeah. top yeah. level powerlifters obviously you have general clients as well who just yeah. need help in every aspect but yeah Best in the game, deep tissue. We'll just say Damn, it here, we'll man. just say it here. I'll,
2: yeah, I'll debate it. Thank you, I appreciate that. And
1: then Barb's, you just, what, you got your pro card? Uh, 2020. 2020.
2: Yeah, I started competing in twenty end of 2016. Uh, that was before Classic too. Yeah. So I actually started in Men's Physique, the board shorts mm-hmm. division, and that's because I was like 175 pounds soaking wet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wasn't at the level to do open bodybuilding. And then uh, two years after I started is when Classic came out, transitioned right over into that. Um, I did, I think, seven national shows um, before turning pro at USA's in 2020. Mm-hmm. When did Classic come along? That wasn't that
1: long, so though, it was,
2: right? I had to be 20, end of 2017 or 2018, so it's only been you know, five years or so. Yeah, And that's what I, you know, I say, like, I've only really been bodybuilding for five years because, like, when I was doing men's physique, you know, you have to, like, fit the category. So I couldn't train my legs, couldn't, like, fully bodybuild. So, you know, now with Classic, I'm able to, you know, actually train like a bodybuilder, train everything, you know, build that balance and stuff. So it's a lot different, you know, category to category within bodybuilding.
1: How, like, when you were training before competing – when did you when did you start just lifting in general? So
2: I mean, I've been training since I was you know, 12, 13 years old. My dad got me into lifting. Him and his dad, him and his, my dad and his buddies owned a few gyms um, when he was younger. Um, and then I just played sports. I played hockey my whole life, and I was like a skinny kid, like 120 pounds soaking wet. So he taught me how to lift, got me into it, and you know created, you know who I am today, pretty much. Um, so most of my most of my background was athletics. So I played uh, hockey all my life up until college, high school and college I played lacrosse. So most of my background's in like strength and conditioning. So right after college I worked at like Penn St. Joe's training all athletes. Um, and then once once college was over, lacrosse was done, that's kind of when I started, you know, training more bodybuilding style rather than like sports performance. Yeah,
1: I feel like a lot of like the top level guys come from some type of like athletic yeah, background, absolutely. right? Like you, yeah, you so also man, were yeah, big as in football, sports. Yeah, yeah played football, NFL guys yeah.
2: like as pros now, yeah. you know, a lot of the pros, I'd say a good percentage are, you know, former collegiate or professional athletes. Yeah, it sports. helps
0: when you come out with that background, yeah. you know, of sports. That mesomorphic physique from training for, you know, sports yeah. and then carries over nicely into powerlifting or bodybuilding.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like some of those guys they just come in the gym, they look at weights and get bigger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't e-
2: me though. I'm I'm a hard gainer. Really? You know, I like it's insane. I tell him all the time like how much I'm eating right now to put weight on. Like, you know, people might think it's easy for someone like me, but I have to eat like six to eight thousand calories a day, every day to you know, six thousand probably just to maintain my weight and honestly at this level but at this level that's yeah the, thing. the IFBB pro level he's talking
1: about and so what was your you just came off of like kind of like a pro season your second right it was kind of like yeah. a your second, so this year was my pro. second year
2: as a pro last year I did two shows I did uh Norfolk Virginia show Linda Murray I took uh ninth there and then I did the Chicago Pro which was in Atlanta last year with like COVID and all that shit. Um, And I took uh, 11th there. So, second call-out at both shows. Not bad for, you know, just starting out as a rookie. And then uh, this year, first show was uh, Warrior Classic down in um, Virginia. I took fourth, so I got my first top five as a a pro. Then we went on to Pittsburgh, took um, ninth there. Mm -hmm. And then went down to Louisiana, Optimum Classic, and took sixth down there. So... You know, working my way up. Oh, yeah. Um, It's a process. It's extremely competitive. We were talking last night about, like, these foreign guys. There were shows in, like, Brazil, Italy this past weekend. And, like, if they gave out as many pro cars as they do here in the States – these foreign guys would be just running shit over here. Damn, Like, it's insane. These guys are just, you know, Their body
0: types are different from different parts of the planet. Yeah. I mean, and you think about the guys that play, like, in Italy and different places where they play soccer and everything. A lot of those body types, they're Mm -hmm. leg-dominant, with then, like, an aesthetic top to them, and that transitions nicely over into classic physique. So these guys, you know what I mean? They're, they're Sadiq is like a classic physique guy, right? No, he, or he, did, he did. He did. But classic. he's he's physique. I think he was the first Olympia. Yeah. He just okay. started with the it, men's physique. Then he transitioned over to classic, and now he's and back, back to physique, physique again. Okay. Because yeah. yeah. I feel
1: like the listeners probably recognize him. Sadiq, yeah. And like, and he so went he went
2: back, to put things in perspective, he went back to men's physique because he wasn't big enough to do classic. Yeah. So that's a guy a who's pro who walks around. You know, you see him in the gym. They're like, "Holy shit, this guy's yeah. huge!" Yeah, he's pretty tall. Yeah, he's, he's, tall, to so he's, yeah, he's really a needs little taller. Be, yeah, he needs to be
0: heavy. Again, you, you know, you you have to weigh a certain much, and you can only weigh so much in each height class. Yeah. So the taller that you are, the top of the cl- weight class is heavier.
2: <laughs> so for open bodybuilding, you can weigh whatever. All right, 212 bodybuilding is up to 212 pounds. Classic physique. Each inch has its own weight cutoff. So you know. The, taller you are the heavier you can be right so, and the
0: heavier you need to be to be competitive yeah you want to fill your weight yes yeah. where he's barbs is at the top you know
2: yeah the guys that are you know winning doing well going to the olympia are the guys that are you know pretty much at the top of their weight cap you know yeah. coming in yeah. right right there so
1: bumstead he is he classic bodybuilding no, he's classic, yeah. okay so, so he's like the man now yeah, in that he's, class he's, he's been mr olympia two times over uh, uh, three yeah three and three yeah yeah, yeah. So, physique, who, who's like the man in physique? Is that Hendrickson?
2: Hendrickson, mm-hmm. he's won
1: the last couple of years. Um, yeah. And those guys, so Hendrickson to Bumstead, what's like the weight difference between them?
2: I would say at least like four, 30, 40 pounds.
1: Bumstead could be Bumstead's what, 220? 20.
2: Bumstead's a little taller, I'd say. Uh, but Hendrickson, up, up until now, he might be at like 200 tops right now. I know he used to compete at like 185. So bodybuilding is an illusion, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's making yourself look big by creating that illusion of a small waist, bigger upper body. So looking at him on stage, you probably think this guy weighs like two twenty-five. Yeah. But you know, one eighty-five, one ninety. Um, yeah.
1: So it just took you a while, I think, to like build up to the classic bodybuilding. Yeah, so bodybuilding. it kind of worked
2: out. Like I started in physique, and I've been able to kind of grow into classic. But that's where I'm gonna stay. I mean, if I I'm five nine, so for me to compete in open, I would probably have to put on mm. like eighty pounds. You know, I'd have to compete at like right. two seventy five, yeah. two eighty. Right now, my cap's that's I didn't, You know, transition so, at that point. in my Yeah, life, you know what I mean, it was just too yeah. big of a gap. And I tell him all the time, like if classic was around then, he is classic. Like yeah. he helps, no, me yeah. yeah. noseing, helps me out with all my stuff, and uh, you know, he's like old school bodybuilding, which is classic physique. Yeah, we
1: gotta we gotta show David. We gotta get a the clip from you. Just to be able to show, like, what you that did. The posing routine. Yeah, the yeah. posing routine. And also, Some old footage of- him, yeah, him competing, like, what was, how long, was that, how old were you?
0: So, that bodybuilding, uh, the bodybuilding video where I'm posing. Yeah, like. Not, yeah, I was uh 32 and age. that was uh, yeah in 1994 and that was an NPC show and I qualified for Universe yeah. back then it was run a little differently yeah, yeah. at Universe you would go compete there and if you won your class then you represented the USA, USA at mm. the, at the so you Mr. Team, universe. Team Team U, universe Team U yeah, yeah right. now the Universe is actually a, a pro qualifier but again I it didn't make any sense for me you know to, to go and if I became an IPB pro I wasn't going to be able to go anywhere unless with it unless you put on 50 yeah, pounds yeah unless I put on these yeah 50 pounds or whatever so yeah. You know, I just kind of left it at that. And then I didn't compete for many years. And then in, as you guys both know, um, 2016, I was I was working with a friend of mine, Richard Seymour. He's an IFBB pro. And I was trying to help him get his pro card. And we were at a bodybuilding show in Allentown. At lunchtime, we went down and we had lunch. And he convinced me somehow to do the PA State Championships. We should both do this and then we'll go to the Nationals. And uh, and then he he went on to get his pro card. And I, uh, so I jumped in in 19, in 2016 and did the, masters 35 and over I was 52 years old and I got I beat everybody but Sandy Sanchez Uh, he's a good friend of mine and he looked great and he went on the following year to the nationals switched to classic got his he won his class in overall and he got his IPB pro card you know, Damn. I fell off after that because I mean, I could have done the same thing and switched to classic. But, you know, I ended up finding getting diagnosed with sleep apnea, which I told both you guys about, too. Mm-hmm. And the way I found out is I woke up one morning gasping and I was in AFib. Mm-hmm. So that was the whole process of, uh, you know, going a week uh, thinking that maybe I just need to do more cardio. So, you know, yeah, after and it was between Christmas and New Year's. So it was inconvenience for doctors anyway, you know. Yeah. So I ran in, in uh, 140 beats a minute for about a week. And then I went to the doctor and they said, you look great, but you really should be in the hospital right now. So, And you know, I stayed overnight. They shocked my heart back to normal. Lasted seven weeks, came back, second shock, back mm-hmm. to normal. And then the third time, it lasted, it lasted four days. Of, and then they did an ablation where they went in and burned that pathway out of my heart. So that was kind of the, the turning point for me not going to nationals, you know, it was just, health-wise, it, you yeah. know, I had the mouth on my plate. Oh the, yeah. Like I, that.
2: The irony in that. Right before I turned pro in 2020, I had surgery, I went in for the procedure, I was in AFib. So I ended up having like a five week prep after everything was said and done with that. I was in the hospital for a couple days, same thing, was in AFib. So even now I'm still on heart medication now. Right. Yeah,
1: I have to wear a CPAP, you know what I mean? It's pretty common in bodybuilding, right? It like is a, you lot get a lot of guys. Big snack. Yeah, so, yeah. a
2: lot of you stuff. Know, of, that, yeah. The CPAP is the AFIB. You know, that's yeah. like hereditary. Yeah, or, the AFIB's
0: hereditary, but the, see, the the sleep apnea is common with bodybuilders because their necks get big. And yeah. Kinda, yeah. Know, if, I sleep, if I sleep on my back, yeah, I, shuts, I sound same like, thing. A, yeah. like a horse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's whatever it is on my side or my stomach. Like, don't make
2: a Sound. If I'm in, on I my back, like. Same with me. When they when they tested me,
0: they said I stopped breathing for. Uh, for a minute uh, or ten seconds every minute while I was on my back, so yeah that adds up to a lot of time not breathing night. Yeah. You know I mean so that had an effect on my heart and what happened is must I must have stopped breathing so long that it you know it it somehow forced me to wake up you know to get you know to to breathe uh, and I was stuck I was stuck in that afib for uh, for a week. I was deadlifting with my brother and Richard Seymour deadlifting and uh, and I'm like and I was feeling anxious. Thinking, I think I need Lexapro or something. I mean, I'm just anxious because <laughs> I was an atheist. Yeah. So 140, yeah. 140 beats a minute resting. That's how I found <laughs> so out. On I your said, I,
2: you're probably at like 200. Jeez. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I here I thought you know uh, maybe I just need to do more cardio. You know. And so I get on the treadmill and I grab the th- handles and it's 140. And when I do cardio, I don't get to 140 when I'm doing right. the cardio. So mm-hmm. I said, man, that's kind of high, you know. And so eventually, like I said, after a week, I, I went to the doctor and we did the EKG. And, Followed up, but I've been you know good since everything's been good since you know. But
1: yeah, when when did you guys? What was the age when you first competed?
0: My first powerlifting competition was 1983, so I was 21 years old. What about bodybuilding? I was 1992. I was 30 years old. Yeah, so I had a long. So I won, I won my class and novice and open and qualified to compete as a, a natural pro in my first show. But you know. I had been competing in powerlifting for ten years. Yeah, b- with the desire of being a bodybuilder, I just I wanted to be a bodybuilder. But I joined a gym with powerlifters and I had a good bench. So you know how you guys are. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm doing three lifts and competing, but yeah. I'm still doing all the accessory oh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was ready. So my transition was really easy. Once I Yeah, and I hadn't I, I had been natural, so they didn't have a lot of that back then. And I found this organization. I forget what it's called. Northeast USA Natural Bodybuilding Association, whatever. And uh, so. So, I then prepped, you know, I, I prepared for a year to go to this competition. So, when I went in, I won my class in Novice Open, qualified to compete as a pro, mm-hmm. went to the Pro Natural Mr. USA, Waterbury, Connecticut, was top 10 there. And then I did the, the show two years later for the MPC, you know. So, yeah, bodybuilding was, I was 32, powerlifting, uh, 21. I think the question's coming over to you now. Yeah, what about, what See, about, for what?
2: Me, I, I started late. So, again, I played lacrosse in college. After that, I actually played professional handball for a while, which is like nothing in the U.S., but um, it's, you know, it's an Olympic sport. Uh, He was famous in in Europe. I I got, no, I wasn't, (laughs) but I do do have a uh, highlight video on YouTube. Nice. Um, There was like, there was a sport that was made up around here, it was called Cronum, it was a mix of like handball, soccer, like other sports, I mean, it was, it's crazy, and if you watch it, you'd think that, but... We were, I was paid to play for a few years. So I was a professional athlete before I was a pro bodybuilder. Damn. Like, um, yeah. So after that, that's when I got into bodybuilding. So I was, I was like 27 when I started bodybuilding. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, again, I always trained, but you know, back then it was more, you know, power lifting stuff. I would do like, you know, power cleans, all that stuff. I was power cleaning Sports. like 350 pounds, wow. 400 pounds. Squatting 600 pounds, bent. You know, yeah. I, I should have did powerlifting. Yeah, you know, I would have had a crazy total. Yeah, you're a strong um, bodybuilder, but you know, it transitioned over. But at the same time, like the training style is completely different. Like, you know, mm. you can you can move all that heavy weight and not have any muscle to show for it. Right. So, you know, it's it's been a process, kind of learning how to transition that strength into putting on muscle. Um, you know, different muscle fiber types and all that kind of stuff. Mm. You know, it's different. You got to, you know, training for hypertrophy and training for strength and power and so all that. Totally different, mm-hmm. you know, totally different animal. So, yeah. you know, it's been years, you know, learning. That. I feel like now I'm just like, just now starting to come to my own as a bodybuilder yeah. and, you know, getting to where I'm, you know, can really do something with it and be competitive.
1: Yeah, and so. I think that's kind of like what I was getting at too, with like getting into your backgrounds a little bit. You like have the sports background, you had like all of the training, athletics. I see a lot of guys now, they, They, like, want to be, you know, they see the bodybuilders on Instagram. They think it looks like this awesome life, and they want to jump in. And they typically do without much knowledge, and they typically do with whatever their friend tells them, like, (laughs) supplement-wise, they're jumping, they're the SARMs, all this shit. The local, uh, you know, supplement stores, they'll they'll sell you SARMs, so, like, you can, it's accessible, you know what I mean? And you see a lot of them kind of get a little fucked up with it, you know, then that can transition to other things, and I feel like, They haven't even built a base so it just ends up being detrimental from the start you know what i mean like the you guys for instance like had this base of years and years and years you had like decades like you you even had like probably decades you started training at 12. you know what i mean it's like what what do you think what would your advice be to maybe somebody who's younger listening and they're like i don't know my friend's taking this like
2: maybe i should too if i want to be a bodybuilder um, you, you don't need it. I mean, get in the gym. The, you know, chances are you're not eating enough. That's the biggest thing. Is one hundred percent. Yeah. You know, oh my God, I eat so much. All right, what do you eat? You know, it adds up to being like you know two, three thousand calories. <laughs> you know, like these guys don't understand what it takes. You know, one meal for me is probably more than most of these kids eat in an entire day. Yeah. Um, and that's what's most important. You know, these sarms and shit. You know these kids are like, oh, well, I'm natural, but uh, you know I'm taking SARMs. Like, no, these SARMs are not natural. They're selective androgen receptor modulators. They bind to your androgen receptor, so you might as well be taking gear. You know, yeah. it's the same thing, same side effects. It's still going to shut down your natural test production. It's still going to do all that. Um, the thing with actual gear and steroids is the shit's been around for a while, so it's studied. You know, there's, there's, you know, it, there's, it's known what you should do and how to take them and the right way to do it. The SARMs and stuff, you can grow a fucking third leg 10 years from now, and they don't know because this shit's just come out. Yeah. So these kids don't even know what they're doing to themselves by, you know, getting into all that shit, you know. And all they need to do is really lift heavy and eat a shit ton. You know, that's that's how you start. You know, that's how you're going to build your base and put on that muscle to get started with this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you yeah. got, I feel like I, you, I, you, you
1: did the thing natural for so yeah, long. And that's then that's the thing. That's know? why I want him to show Dave, you got to show the damn video. Yeah, you show the <laughs> because video
0: of me, you know, I got some pictures of me He on didn't stage, look, he he natural, didn't look natural. No. He yeah. 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 And Barb's Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the thing, you know, I, I uh, I ran that course of building as much muscle as I could naturally first, and a lot of these young guys, they gotta realize when they're 19, 20, 21 years old, their hormone level is at its peak. So they're gonna really, you know, I, I, I use the analogy of like using the uh, turbo boost, you know, like the nitrous button in a race car. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that movie Fast and Furious, uh, Paul Walker, he hit the button too early. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then, you know, Vin Diesel went by. So, so you want to go as far as you can naturally, especially if you're in this for the long haul. If you use these additives and, and hormone replacements early on, like, what's your future going to be look, yeah. look like? So, by the time you're
2: my age, you're going to be yeah. So, so, mm-hmm. so
0: you know, I I I didn't I didn't do anything. I mean, I think I did creatine at uh, 30 too right before when i was preparing for that uh yeah when i was preparing Damn. for that that competition that you, you didn't even fuck with
1: creatine <laughs> not though well, i didn't have it oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we didn't oh. <laughs> metrics was like the best yeah. I mean?
0: yeah so we didn't have a lot of those things but i was there's a there's a natural ronnie coleman whoever watches this can google it there was ronnie coleman from texas who was a heavyweight who got his pro card in 93 uh, and a friend of mine ron coleman who was a light heavyweight got his in 94 he was a scranton Uh, native so um, I trained with him and we were in this off-broadway show in New York it was a tribute to Bev Francis and uh, I started talking to some of these other bodybuilders um, that were friends with Ronnie and they were talking about creatine and they said you know I don't like to run gear all year long so I use creatine in the off season and that's how I learned about it and that was what I used between the show in 92 and 94 and that helped me but but creatine is natural my body produces it you know, in the mitochondria for anaerobic activity is found naturally in red meat. Mm-hmm. So Penn State used to have all their athletes, eat, the football players, eat a lot of steak. So you could just eat some red meat and get creatine. It's just going to help your weight training. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But these things messing with your hormone. You know, I, I didn't do anything until I was actually deficient in testosterone when I was 43, and then I did TRT. You know, so prior to that it was just was all natural. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I mean, you know, build a good foundation. The thing, you know, it's it's like, it's like. Waxing a car when it needs to be painted like you know you, you got to get that foundation to you put the time and learn how to train properly don't worry about taking the 90s for a ride dusting off dusting off the 90s to take for a ride doing half reps on the mm. incline bench you know what I mean like learn how to take them full and get a full stretch learn how to isolate those muscles to get that growth and like barb said get the nutrients that you need that 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 protein coming in throughout the day creates a a positive nitrogen balance you know so that's an anabolic effect so we want to eat to be in a state to grow and lift in a way to create hypertrophy to grow you know uh, again, don't lift weights. You know, use the weights as a tool to build muscle. You know, so you know there's a whole science to that, and that's really where they should put their efforts. Not buying something. I used to work at a supplement store. Guys would come in the store. They'd look at me, young guys. They'd look at the wall supplements and they go, "What are you taking?" Yeah. I say, "Yeah." You want know, to you know what I'm taking? I'm taking my training serious. Know? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <You> we <know? laughs> yeah. have the conversation. The answer they don't want to hear. The answer hear, they don't yeah. want to hear. Like there's no magic thing on there. You know. So yeah, and it's great that you bring that up. I mean, I know you know you're a natural athlete, and I know that, and I know you promote that with your with your clients, uh, both uh, lifestyle clients and competitive clients. And that's the way to go, and you know, I mean, there's certainly, there's a there's a use for that at a certain level, if you wanna be a certain level, mm-hmm. but you know, to get there, you wanna get as far as you can with the natural yeah, you don't things that you use have. That shit right, food and there. food and training, Yeah, you know, food, training, and sleep, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, their priorities are a little fucked. Yeah, yeah, they just want the quick way to get yeah. there. Yeah, well, that's right. the
2: thing, they think it's a quick fix, they right. think it's a magic pill, they think right. I'm gonna take this shit, and I'm gonna put right. on 20 right. pounds of muscle. No. No. It doesn't work like that. No. So what, the, what these guys are doing is they're taking, you know, something, an oral, you know, whatever, injectables, and their diet's still shit. Yeah. They're not training hard. So all you're doing is damaging your health at that point. Right. You know what I mean? Unless your diet's on point, your training's on point, right. that stuff's not even going to really help you. It's right. all it's, all it's going to do is fuck right. you up. Right, all
0: it does. I mean, one of the things testosterone does is help you synthesize protein faster. If you're not eating enough, yeah. taking something to help yeah. you synthesize. You're not going to you know, magically
2: put it on. Right. And it you makes know, it helps you nowhere.
0: recover. But if you're not training, probably, what the hell you need help recovering for? Yeah. You know, learn how to... Build muscle. I mean, there's a lot of amazing natural physiques out there, and I was, you know, happy with what I had. Like I said, if if it, that day they had classic, I could win and, you know, and become an IFBB pro. So then you go from there. You know, then you could decide down the road. You know, what what direction you're gonna go. Yeah. But to use anabolics in the early phase because you want to look like somebody you saw on, you know, on IG. It's that's just. It's, it's a juvenile. Stage. It's a you know a childish move.
1: Yeah, I, th- I don't think they realize every guy on the stage, like Olympia, if you're talking Olympia, like they, they probably have a decade under their belt of like yeah crushing training, nutrition yeah. that's been on point, mm-hmm. recovery in every aspect is on point. Yeah. They have a fucking team helping them get there. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's not just a they take this and they you know they lift some weights and then they're going to the Olympia. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to no, do that. that. Easy. You know, no, that's just everyone out sure. out yeah. looking yeah. like Olympians. Yeah. You know true yeah I, I like had a conversation with this kid the other day he came in he had like a couple friends with him he like made his way up to the front desk he just asked me about i don't know if it was a sarm i think it was i think it was sarms but it might have even been like something crazy like i don't know if he was bringing Trent. a Trent or something like that i was like he, you know he doesn't have a fucking clue what he's talking about he's just like yeah my friends like you know they just took them they took him on the way into the gym today and they were like telling me I need to take him if I really want to like get my physique like he's a the kid was a bumstead fan he's like looking at him he's like yeah if I want to be like this I'm like how old are you kid was like 18 maybe 19 had started training like eight months ago showed me a photo of what he looked like before he was pretty sloppy looking kid like not athletic probably like 50 pounds overweight but he got himself down, like he looked pretty good when he came up to the desk, like he had dropped, he had dropped literally like 50 pounds, starting to look a little bit athletic. And he's already now thinking like, I should be taking this stuff. I'm like, dude, like I I, I, I like broke it down to him. Like <laughs> felt like uh, an intervention. <laughs> I was like, don't even think about taking anything right now. I was like, you just get your ass in the gym consistently, start eating better and you will be just fine. I was like, honestly, I was like, I guarantee you, whatever your friends are doing give it two or three years watch i guarantee you you look better than them feel better than them or just doing better than them in general because they're just going to end up beating the shit out of themselves because they take something they're going to fuck up their hormones and then it they're going to regret it and they're just going to fuck themselves up like you can do it naturally and literally end up in a better place than they will because like you know, you start messing with hormones, you, you see the psychology involved in that. Like, I used to train with some guys at my original gym. You would see a few of them. They'd come in, they'd feel like they were on top of the world, like fucking the strongest dude in the gym. There was a couple of them. I remember them, not going to mention their names, but like a couple of them I would see, they would be crushing it for three, four months. Then all of a sudden they would disappear for a month. And they would come back, and you'd see them, and they, they just looked depressed, honestly. And you could tell they changed physically. They weren't quite what they were. They're not lifting the numbers they were. But then all of a sudden, you know, you'd see if another month goes by. They start kind of – they're on the come up again. But it went it – it was that trend back and forth. They're up, they're down. They're up, they're down. I think they just didn't know what they were doing, what they were taking. They would be, like, riding high. Then they would be in the fucking bottom of the barrel. Then riding high, you know, it was just like – that was like a learning experience for me. I was like, I don't know what they're doing, but this doesn't, that doesn't seem right. I'm like, I'd rather yeah, just kind of keep chipping like, away a little bit. Away. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah,
0: they, I mean, if they're going to spend money, I mean, I, I would say, you know, there's a lot of guys that, that, that lift weights. I mean, you know, but they they don't necessarily know the proper way to train to get the most hypertrophy out of it. So if you wanted to invest some money in your, in your physique instead of getting drugs or hormones or, arms you know, maybe get with the coach like mm-hmm. Barb's is a coach, and he works with these guys, and I see their bodies progress so fast, you know. And I, and I had the opportunity to work with Ron Coleman, you know, the natural Ron Coleman guy. The you know the guy who was the light heavyweight, mm-hmm. and uh learning how to train, learning how to do pull downs properly, learning changes how to do the all game. these movements, changes the game. My body progressed so fast when oh, I learned yeah. how to train properly.
1: That should be the know? number one investment. Yeah. I always tell everyone Absolutely. that. When I used to I used to work at GNC. I know you yeah. worked at a substore yeah, too, yeah. but like. They would come in and ask me, like, what's the best thing that they could take? You know, I mean, I'd be like, honestly, find a coach slash program that's going to set you up for success. All this shit in here is just extra. Right, it's, a it's a supplement, supplement for it. a reason. They literally, the amount of money they blow on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all, It would be that's it. crazy. Yeah, Hundreds cover, of dollars cover, a month. can cover yeah. that coaching. Yeah. 100% yeah. The fucking top-level coaching, too, uh, some absolutely. of them. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: yeah. that's um, what would get them the progress, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's the, the, again, the priorities. They have the priorities mixed up because, like, the coach isn't the easy or the shortcut. That's, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's gonna help you along the long term. Whereas, like, the supplement in their head could be that, oh man, in a month I'm gonna be
2: jacked. In or, the end, it is though. You know, getting with a good coach, I could take oh, you know years off of yeah, that, you know? no, had, yeah,
1: years. I agree. Yeah, that's yep. the easiest way to avoid like so many mistakes that people make when they first yeah. start because they mm-hmm. just don't know any better. Yeah, you know, in in any aspect of fitness, powerlifting, you know, in powerlifting it comes down to like hurting yourself, I feel like. In the gym, you're doing a movement wrong, you can get yourself hurt. Mm -hmm. Those setbacks can take a lot of time off of your training career. Bodybuilding, same thing, bodybuilding, but like some of the other aspects, nutrition, stuff like that, bodybuilding coach can help out, Mm -hmm. just speed up results and also eliminate
2: all of those. And to learn how, you know, if you are gonna supplement and take that stuff, getting with someone who's knowledgeable with all that oh yeah, to learn, you know, get the real education and learn how this stuff really works. You know, this way, when you get down the line, you know, if that is the route you're going to take, you know, you make sure you're doing it right. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, bodybuilding gets this bad stigma with like steroids and shit because these guys are just jacked. You know, you look at them, you're like, Oh my God, they're on a shit ton of gear. The reality of it is, every sport at the pro level guys are taking shit mm. you know what i mean it's it, it it is what it is and people don't want to think like oh my god my favorite nfl player like there's no way he's taking anything or you know nba whatever just because these guys don't look like they're on a bunch of shit doesn't mean they're not you know what i mean so look at the cyclists. i mean like we had yeah, the whole thing like yeah shit, you know those guys were freaking
1: noodles and like but they could pedal a motherfucking bike like yeah. nobody else. Cause they're on stuff that is helping performance. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. It, with it, Swimmers, everything.
2: Training to, you know, to look like yeah, that. Right. So, so you see it, it more it than you that. see yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. But these guys, you know, they're at the top of their game playing, you know, recovering. Look at the NFL guys getting their bodies beat to shit. And then a week later doing it again. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these guys are in their forties, yeah. you know, how do you think they're doing that? Yeah.
0: Right. right. And it's not to say at that level of the game, you know, um, it can't be done safely. It's just yeah. that, you know, when you're 19, 20, 21, 22 and you want to be jacked, so your first reaction is to start taking steroids, you know, it's just, it doesn't add up. It's not good sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, when you I get to I mean, these guys to... know what they're doing at that at that level, you know, and, and there's, a, there's a way to do it, a way to not do it. There's blood work. There's, you know, there's a whole science to that. They don't just, like, you know, randomly take shots and take pills and, you know, look like that. I mean, yeah. it's... They got doctors that usually work for them. Oh, no, yeah. Mean, so it, it's all dialed in, you know?
2: Yeah, and these guys that are, you know, young, starting. You know, I'm 32 now. When they get to my age, they're done. They're burned out. They're not. Right. Like, they I'm at 32, and my, my pro career is just starting. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys that start young, 15 years old, 16, 18, getting all geared up, you know, by the time they're 32, their career is done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do you, like that, short, that short-term – Right. you know it's not worth it in the end you yeah, know I mean? yeah. so I'll probably yeah. be competing till I'm you know in my mid 40s maybe 50s right. you know mm-hmm. the prime for bodybuilding really like as far as like muscle maturity and you know reaching your full potential probably isn't like until like 35 to 40 maybe even 45 or some so if you're starting super young you're changing that whole you know that whole thing the whole time and yeah. you're going to be completely burned out you might not even be alive at 45 yeah I was you know what say. I mean? like you're literally killing yourself mm. especially if you're not like if you're just doing it recklessly and you don't even know what you're doing you're doing what someone at the gym told you to do you know you're not going to make it you know there's there's pro bodybuilders that are dropping you know and these are guys that are doing it the right way and it's still you know, so, you know, there's 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 risks involved Yeah, and it's, it's playing with fire. You know, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're playing with your health. You're playing with your life at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's just not worth it. And you know, how many of these guys are going to get to that level and be pro? Um, How many members do you have here now? Thousand thousand. All right. How many pro, how many IFBB pros are here? Maybe three. Yeah, you know, I think there's. I can count on one hand how many there is. You know, less me, than, ten, less arc, than ten. Yeah. You know less what than ten. I less than ten. So the yeah. percentage of yeah. that, you know, yeah. just perspective. Like, it is so hard to turn pro, and everyone thinks like it's like I'm gonna be the next pro. You know, everyone thinks it's so easy. Like, people have no idea how hard it really is. And you know, taking anything isn't gonna get you there. You know, you gotta have the genetics. You gotta have the work ethic. You gotta have so many different variables that, you know, taking something isn't gonna, you know give you any of that stuff
0: yeah yeah and I think some of these people unfortunately these younger guys don't even think about that they just think about looking good with for their crew you know they just want to look good in their tank top for their crew yeah so they're they're risking their health to just kind of look look jacked you know and I assure you guys if you're listening there's gonna be a time in your life where you don't even remember who these people are that are in your life at 21 22 you might have a couple that you stay friends with and stuff but you'll reach a point where you're my you know you get to be my age and anything I would have done stupid back then look jacked, I'd be paying the price for dearly now and realize how stupid I was because I don't even know any of those people anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, so doing I'm, it for the wrong reasons. Wrong reasons, yeah. yeah. You know, you don't want to, you know, so.
1: Yeah, you just got to obviously realize, like, what the priorities are and then what are you doing it for at the end of the day? Like, right. e- even if it gets you a couple more likes, if you're a little more shredded, like, is it really worth yeah. it? Like taking some shit, you don't know what it's actually doing to your yeah. body. Like just yeah. to get some more likes, look a little more peeled. Like, yeah, that's not. I mean, I don't know. And, and the sad thing is like they could still look that way yeah. if they just put yeah. the fucking work. in. Right. Yeah. That's, right. Yeah, learn that's how the, to the biggest probably. thing. Put the work in. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's, I, I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to touch on that. Cause I feel like that's uh nowadays especially with you know social media being so you know prevalent like hopefully that fucking helps some of you guys like maybe reconsider a little bit like put the damn work in yeah in the gym in the kitchen sleep yeah do that do that first before you get a coach find somebody that can actually help you hire barbs like yeah jeez how to train properly. i
0: I had a guy come to me who was a a a bodybuilder and uh a natural bodybuilder, and he wanted to transition over into the NPC. And I said, Well, you're not going to be a bodybuilder in the NPC. I said, Maybe physique. You know, he had that type of body. I, he said, All right, I'm cool. I just want to be in the NPC. I said, Well, physique, board shorts. I said, But well, we're going to have to get your lats wider. It's really important to have a narrow waist, which you have, but we need to get your lats to flare wider. And he said, I do a, a ton of pull ups. I said that's why your arms are big and your lats are <laughs> Yeah, general. you know what I mean yeah. so that's the thing like if these kids really put the effort into learning how to train properly they'd be surprised at the changes they could make in their physique mm-hmm. you know what I mean instead of rushing to the drugs and taking the risk to that and still not getting you know learning how to train properly is going to give them a lot more gains than Than taking anabolic steroids. Yeah. Especially at the beginning. And
2: you don't need that to get there. You know, some of these kids listening might be like, well, I want to be pro. I want to be that guy. So, you know, it's part of the game. I got to do it. Not now, you don't. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I started uh, competing, went to the national level. I did pretty damn good and I was natural. You know, that's Mm -hmm. why I, that's kind of why I started in men's physique too. I was natural at the time. Yeah. I didn't touch anything, you know. But then when you get to that level, you realize, all right. You know, maybe it might be bringing a knife to a gunfight, but, you know, get there first, put, put the work in, work your way up the ranks. If you do end up turning pro, all right, you have a coach, you're monitored by a doctor, you're going to do it all right. You know, that's the time when you can think about doing that shit. Not now when you're just starting to lift weights and get into it. You know, it's, it's a process and you have to do it right. And if it's really what you want, if your dream is to be a pro, then it's even more important for you to do it right take uh-huh. your time and not fuck it up by you know going right into it at, at, at such a young age yeah you
1: know? no 100 percent listen to a pro guys literally hearing it right from them so i got some questions on instagram i want to touch on a couple of these and we kind of already did we got uh we got the uh what's your view on sarms I don't know. So like, what, what would you say if somebody's like, I don't know, I'm thinking about, mi-. Let's, let's even say that the person is like, maybe they've been training for a while. Like, would you recommend SARMs? Or would you recommend maybe just going into like some type of hormone? Like?
2: I mean, it all starts like, number one, if you want to look into taking anything, the first thing you need to do is get your blood work done. You know, you're, you're taking a shot in the dark, and you're kind of pissing in the wind if you just think like, all right, I'm going to take tests, and I'm going to take this much. You know, by getting your blood work done, it can tell you, you know, what you actually need. You might go in and get your blood work done, and your testosterone levels might be f- through the roof. At that point, taking that stuff isn't really going to help you if your levels are already high. So you know, that's number one. You know, number two, again, the SARMs, the, the thing with the SARMs that's the biggest issue is that this stuff is so new. There are not all these case studies and all this information on this stuff. So long run, there are no studies known the long-term effects of this stuff. So, you know, again, it's, you know, you have no idea what this stuff's gonna do 10 years, 20 years from now. So is it worth taking something that, oh, well, I'm still natural, because it's not steroids, you know, just to say you're natural. Yeah, it's, it's really not worth it. Um, some of this stuff can be implemented. There are some SARMs that don't affect your hormone levels. Um, there's uh, MK677, boost your natural growth hormone production, something like that taken properly under the guidance of a coach or something isn't going to be that terrible. Um, Carterine, GW, that's more of like a fat burner. It's good for endurance, stuff like that. That's another one. That's not really going to affect your hormone levels. So I would say those two are the safest options of them. But you know, again, if you're getting into the other stuff, the Osterine, the Lingandrol, you know, uh, rad, whatever all these different stuff, you know, if, if that's the route you want to go, you know, I'm going to be blonde here. You're better off taking steroids than taking that shit. I mean, honestly. Like, it, it suppresses your testosterone maybe more than taking anabolics does. Yeah. So, is it worth it for five, ten pounds of muscle? But I don't do, think you so. You don't know the long-term yeah. effects. Yeah. You know what I mean? They
0: know it's, you know, for steroids, they've been around. so they Exactly. Yeah.
2: So, you know, there's, there's studies on it. You know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you get with a coach, you know, you can do it right. If that's the route you're going to go but if you're just doing this shit on your own and like, oh, I'm going to just run a SARM and see how this goes, like, nah, you're wasting your time. Uh You know, get your diet in check. Get on a good training program. Uh You know, get your supplements in order, then, you know, the natural shit, the creatine, aminos, you know, Uh your pre-workout, your multivitamin, your omegas, your probiotics, your digestive enzymes. That stuff all comes before all this other shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've heard, like, a lot of guys say that have experience... And knowledge in the department of you know peds and SARMs all this stuff like SARMs they're gonna like there's less benefits but maybe higher risk and and instead of just taking a steroid of some kind which is going to give you more bang for your buck I guess you could say like
2: and this shit's not cheap yeah that's I mean mean, a bottle of SARMs like a hundred bucks yeah you know what I
1: mean kids are popping like candy yeah, so if
2: they think they're doing that and they're getting the benefits of
0: steroids without the risk they're not no yeah I they think that's honestly the misconception yeah that's, well, that's, that's, that's what I think especially like
2: tiktok yeah. and all shit yeah. and these kids like yeah it's like, it's like becoming a trend now and it's it's scary because like like they don't know like, like what, don't know. what's gonna happen to these kids 10 years from now you know what I mean they have these huge followings oh, yeah. or like you know what's that follow what good is that following you gonna be when you're in a hospital bed 10 years from now like, kidney trouble or whatever you know mm-hmm. Who knows?
1: yeah very true all right, what do we got? So, again, I think we already I feel like we covered this one. Best advice for somebody starting to work out. I would just say focus on, you know, finding a coach, program, nutrition, you know, what I mean, do do the things, do the basics. Start there. Like mm-hmm. don't jump don't jump to chapter 23 like just do the basics. Yeah, get a program.
0: Start with a weight training program. Yeah. Get your macros right, you know, get enough protein for you know, what you think your body weight, you want it to be enough carbs to fuel that, you know.
2: Learn how to train hard, too, you know. Yeah. I see a lot of people, like, they'll, they'll get on a program, they follow the program, they got their little notebook out, tracking their weights, and, like, yeah. you know, they... They like finish their workout. And they look ten. like yeah, going they look through like, the they motion. Look like, yeah. look like they just yeah. did a warm up they, and yeah. look like they could do a whole other workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. When, learn how to when go we're done, failure. when we're done training here, yeah. I'm fucking crawling out of this place. Oh, I, have I, need a, I need a stuff. wheelchair. Like, yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, like yeah, he
0: doesn't finish when they don't go out. Like you, you got to learn to train to fail. The half reps. Yeah, there's a difference in you know training
1: to. You know, be top level, compete pro. You know, that's, so if that's there's, you, if there's that's levels to be, it. You know, sure. what I
2: mean, that's yeah. that's how you got to train. Yeah, you don't. It's not like oh, I need to take what he's taking. No, you need to do what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like that's that's another thing. I see a lot of people in here. They're, they're here, they're consistent, but it's like, what are they doing when they're here? Lifting they're, the
2: same weights week to week. Like, yep. you know, maybe getting that logbook is what you need. Track your weights each week. Make sure you're going up. You're either, you know, adding weight, doing less reps, or adding reps to, you know, the same weight you hit last week. Like progressive overload. That's the way you're going to, you know, get better. You're going to get stronger. You're going to build muscle. Yeah, and It's something so basic, but it can go so far for you.
1: Yeah, there's no getting around that. If you don't continue to... Give the body a higher stimulus; it's gonna just stay the same. Yeah. So yeah. if you're stagnant, there's got to be something that you could do differently. So mm-hmm. progressive go on, overload's yeah. got to be like a basic principle in any program: bodybuilding, powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, whatever. Right. If you don't understand that, you're gonna you're gonna be struggling.
2: There's like I have like memberships at like LA Fitness and stuff. I'll go there to do like cardio in the morning, and there's there's people there that have been there, you know, I've gone there for like 10 years. They look the same now that they did then. Like, no, I've not changed at all. It's because they do the same shit every single time, you know. You got to be progressing what you're doing or you're not going to change the way you look. You know what I mean? It's, it's something so simple, but people miss that so, so much.
1: No, 100%. It's like seems like common sense, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of people missing the boat there
0: but don't get caught up in the weight because then you see people working the weight too mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that's they think it. that you know yeah, it doesn't. Right. doesn't mean so, necessarily right. you use go a weight heavy, that you can do properly yes use a weight you can do train properly
1: yeah there's ways there, other than just adding more resistance you can you know Short, tempo, tempo, cadence, yep. tempo
0: you call it yep slower cadence yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's a huge yeah, one that's, yeah, that's a huge a, one yeah. me and PJ we do so arm day oh my god I last like
1: six sets literally our bicep day yeah like a fucking arms are just stuck. I'm like, I think I'm done. I can't literally fucking extend my arms any further.
0: Yeah, that but was
1: fun. Yeah, and if yeah, we, program. you know, yeah. we would go a little bit heavier, but like never anything crazy. Nah. It was like more so, yeah, like the drop sets. Yeah, and, the high reps. Yeah, yeah you got a lot of slow
0: twitch muscle fiber in your lot, biceps. You see a yeah. lot
2: of these like massive open bodybuilders, mm-hmm. and you want like go to their page and see their training. Yeah. Some of them don't even really train that heavy, yeah. but when you watch their execution yeah. of their sets. Their yeah. first rep and their last rep all, you know, look the same. Yeah. You know, they're they're contracting the muscle to move the weight. Yeah. They're they're controlling it from the beginning to the end. Even yeah. at the end, if they're failing, and it takes every single bit of them to get that weight up, mm. it still looks the same as as yeah. the, as the beginning of the set. Yeah. And you know that's huge. You know, it's yeah. It's uh, that's, that's something that you know people don't really understand. Right. And think yeah. you know. Oh well, I'm I'm throwing around you know 120s on yeah on the incline right. And again like I you said earlier time, like yeah. half reps yeah you now you're just like coming mm, halfway
0: down and, you know, and flopping you know, through like a no stretch you know like, yeah. too
1: many Ronnie Coleman videos getting them hyped <laughs> up yeah. <laughs> Not actually, the thing is, Ronnie. If you watch, he actually did do full range of motion. Full so range. if you want to, you know, yeah. if you want to be Ronnie, Spot like 800 you know, and some pounds, yeah. Yeah. Peanut. Yeah. yeah, But I think yeah, they get buddy. caught up in the numbers yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, they do. They start so. you know worrying about the numbers. And I've had people tell me that like guys buy body, young bodybuilders and I'm trying to you know I'm trying to get my chest. Break. You know I do to I do to you know 90s like like that's going to give me some sense of how they're training. Hey, the, the, the number do, on let the me thing. See how you do yeah, exactly. I said you know I said are you taking them all the way down. You know, that's that's what makes the difference. Quality, uh, well, you know. I, can't, Quality. I
2: can't take them all down. I got a shoulder <laughs> issue. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, we'll try
0: lighting that's from doing the nineties wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for real. Very true. Um, this is a good one. What's your uh post show meal? What's your go to post show meal?
2: <laughs> wow. Uh, <sighs> I mean honestly it depends. Um <sighs> you know, like when I'm in prep, I still implement refeeds all the way up until the show. So like i'm still getting wendy's you know maybe once a week burgers and fries stuff like that like that stuff when it's timed right it has its place so usually post-show is all the shit i couldn't have like the dairy yeah. so like pizza you know I'll, I'll go a whole prep without eating any pizzas as cheese mm-hmm. ice cream you know this is stuff that just doesn't really have a place in bodybuilding you know dairy can mess up your uh mm-hmm. digestion it can bloat you your midsection. So, you know, it's going to take away from that tight, you know, tight midsection and, and taper. So, like, that kind of shit. I mean, and I'm just a sucker for sweets. Uh, every show, I have to go to, like, Insomnia Cookies after. Hell yeah, and I love something. Insomnia. That's my spot, yeah. Yeah. But that and some ice cream. Oh, Lord.
0: I remember after my first bodybuilding contest, we went to Denny's in Wilkesbury, and I ordered a cheese omelet and blueberry pancakes with blueberry and whipped cream on top and home fries yeah and and uh vanilla shake and they brought that and somehow there was a chocolate shake too that nobody ordered and i
1: took that yeah i, I can, can only imagine, imagine oh like, man it's post show, your that. eyes
2: your eyes are bigger than your stomach oh yeah like, yeah. like i'll go and i'll get two pizzas like mm. 20 wings Big thing of ice cream. I'll eat, like, two slices, like, five wings mm-hmm. and, like, a couple sp- – I won't even eat the ice cream because, like, I'm – because you- what happens is when you diet, your stomach, like, shrinks down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, you think uh, you can I eat see. all this shit, and then you go to and you can't. And if you do, man, you feel like shit for a few days after. Yeah. You know, that's – but that's like a hard lesson for some people to learn because they'll, they'll go and they'll do that, yeah. feel like shit for a few days after the show, and they're like, all right, I'm never doing that shit again. Yeah, I love yeah, I've that. Heard that <laughs> a lot. My last
0: competition, that 2016, yeah, the PhD geez. championships, I went out to bonefish and had like crab cakes and a couple sprites to drink, you know, I forget what, you know. So I didn't get as crazy, you know. Because, yeah, oh, yeah, you paid a price going yeah. from eating so clean and, you know, to like just going crazy like that, you know. The
2: no longer you do it like this, this sport. Um, the like bodybuilding as a whole, like it's a lifestyle. So yeah. the longer you do it, like the less you even like want that stuff. Yeah, you know, and and you know when you do it right, and it is a lifestyle. Like right now, in my off season. I'm still eating my same meals, you know, every single day. Obviously, a lot more food, but you know when you're regimented like that, you know you can have you know a cookie here and there, and it's not going to like kill you, and you're not going to change the way you look and get you crazy bloated. So yeah. you know, as long as you're consistent and you stay in it and treat it like a lifestyle, You know, there's room for stuff like that without throwing yourself off track. Right, he's it. not eating bags of Doritos every night. Like some Mountain people do <laughs>
1: Doritos <laughs> and Mountain yeah, Dew. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Uh, what do we got? Let's get one more here. Um, best plan to maximize accessories Slash bodybuilding work after hitting the big three. So I think it's somebody who's some more so probably like a power no, building kind of idea saying. is like, you know, they're focusing on probably squat bench or deadlift to start. You know, how would, how would they go about maximizing, you know, the accessories or bodybuilding work?
0: I mean, I would say you do that with the power build. Don't yeah. You? I mean, I that's always just how I've trained I in would general. Say with the power build uh, program, get on the, the build. You know, or do the interactive one that you do. Yeah, there's called, there's a know. couple options. Because yeah, I mean they can pick that as an option.
1: Yeah, the you programming. Know,
0: I, yeah, I would. I mean that's what I would do. Have send them to you because you go into great detail with these guys. I, I have a friend of mine that follows your program, and I was lifting with him the other day, spotting him a little bit, and it's it's really thorough and well thought out. You know, and I think that's. That's the way to go. I mean, we you know we don't really have enough time to explain to them. Well, if you're doing bench day, then you would want to follow with shoulders and triceps. And yeah. If you're doing squat day, then I would do leg extension, leg curls, and deadlift day. Follow with back and row. You know, what I mean, but that's yeah. that's the common sense. Of that, that is, the, that is, yeah. yeah but, but you got a whole program for one six bucks a month. The other's twenty five bucks a month. You mm-hmm. know, or you know, what I mean, or go so far as to talk like Barb's does. Does coaching? You know, get a bodybuilding coach to to find out what your three-lift days are I mean, and then adjust just, according What you to just
2: said, like if I yeah. have a young guy, yeah. like that's, that's how these guys start. You yeah. know what I mean? I, they're they're powerlifting within bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? It all yeah. has its place. Absolutely. So, you know, you, especially when you're young and you're trying to, you know, get stronger and build that base, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of what you should be doing. You sure. should be yeah. doing a good mix of both. Yeah. Just muscle density, list. you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Like the
1: compounds are going to be what really develops kind of that muscle density yeah. and gives you the base so i mean yeah it's that's kind of what you know and i I even see you doing it like you'll do like maybe like safety squat bar but like i'll see you fucking crushing safety squat bar pushing it no
2: matter what i'm training i always start with a heavy compound movement and and it's usually yeah i'm doing a heavy bench variation to start i'm doing a heavy squat variation to start legs uh back i'm doing you know heavy deadlift or a heavy rack pull to start you know like even at the level i'm at now it's still what i'm doing you Mm -hmm. know so it's it's tried and true, it's, it, it works. Yeah, and it's
1: probably just what you're going to put the priority on. Like, is it going to be getting stronger in that compound, or or do you want to develop, you know, the muscle mass, the hypertrophy aspect of it? So if I have somebody who's like, I, I have to know, like, there's got to be a priority, number one. Like, what is it? Is it building muscle mass, or is it getting stronger? If it's getting stronger, there's going to be a little more emphasis on that compound movement. If it's not, if it is staying, you know, getting stronger, still implementing the compound lifts – but getting you know more muscle mass on your body, there's going to be more emphasis on those accessories afterwards. So it's just where where are we going to push more of the workload right. for that you know top goal? So you can you can do both, and a lot of people yeah it's you're pro bodybuilder you're doing both. I power lift at a pretty high level, and I'm doing both. You know I think you need both in order to continue to increase that ceiling and that potential. You know whether it's building muscle mass, getting stronger, or a combination of the two that they go hand in hand. So. Right. Yeah, it's – I think it's just uh, sometimes people think, like, oh, like I'm, 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 I got to do this or I got to do this. Yeah, so I hear no, from you guys all
0: the time in here, yeah, I'm going to come off the powerlifting for a while now. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I know. know I, 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 I. What do you think I should do for the, you know yeah, – yeah, the oh, I'm back on, and then back on the three lifts. Again. I know. Like, I mean, you know, I, I love bodybuilding. Powerlifting was a fun avenue for me to go for a while. It was really cool getting amped up and pulling deadlifts mm-hmm. and, and benching and, you know, getting top 20 USA. That kind of stuff was really cool. Uh, and I had fun with it, but I always wanted to look jacked. You know, what I, mean? I always wanted to just yeah. look like a, a mesomorph, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, so I guess, like you said, they got to find what is their major goal, not this week or next month. Like what, where you really want to go with It's in general, if it's hypertrophy, then, you know, you could do your three lift meet, your lifts and, and still do your, your hypertrophy. But if it's powerlifting, then, you know, you stick with that and just do, you know, a little bit of accessory stuff to get stronger, maybe get your arms a little bigger, shoulders, you know what's your main main goal? Because you're not... I mean, you can excel in both, but like my brother, he played baseball, football. Finally, you know, we just put it to baseball and he excelled in that. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So, same with powerlifting and bodybuilding. Barb still includes some of those things, but he's not doing... You know, bench deadlift and squat to like try and make them stronger. He's yeah. using them for hypertrophy, yep. so he's doing it a little different. You know, he's not doing yeah. triples, I did and that he's not shit. doing fives. I did that shit when I was younger, you right? What That's I mean? what build, I did, and that helped build my base. Yeah,
2: and so then you know, once you get to this level or you get older, turn you know transferring that strength into hypertrophy, but right. you know, can
0: still use those movements. Your reps are going to be a little higher. Some of your techniques might be a little bit different. Use safety a, squat and exactly, regular yeah. squat. You know Avoid I mean?
1: like the potential, like, you know, tweak by doing a barbell back yeah. squat or yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Use the safety squat right. bar. You'll still get the hypertrophy aspect yeah. I mean, in the lower I still body
2: and all that yeah. stuff too. Like sure. I still, I'll still, you know, barbell back squat sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm, I'm saying, saying I'm you're not doing, doing such of three. That's the no, thing. Like you you got, when you're trying to get stronger, where it's still heavy, reps. you know, I'm still, You know, getting some volume in. And that's important
0: for a guy. I see guys out here like, you know, bodybuilding. Can you give me a lift off on the bench? You know, I'm pretty much. Pulling the first one a little bit, yeah. and then the next two yeah. I'm pulling all of it. Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah. so listen for you people out there. You have you know quick twitch muscle fiber, slow twitch muscle fiber. One responds to failure in less than 15 seconds. One responds to failure in over 15 seconds. So the slow, the slow to twi- the uh, the quick twitch responds to failure in 15 seconds. So if you're doing sets of five, you're not going to be building hypertrophy. You know if you're grabbing a weight and doing five reps or you grabbing the 120s and and you do one or two and then somebody spots you on one that's not hypertrophy yeah. you got to get muscle to fatigue mm-hmm. you know so so eight you know they say 8 to 12 that's bodybuilding for mm-hmm. dummies the generic thing mm-hmm. you know what I mean but that's where you should be 8 to 12 and as high as 20 to 25 to 30 yeah. to 50 with the slow twitch muscle fibers mm-hmm. you know what I mean these you know Tom Platts, he would include a set of 40 reps of squats your quads have high do those reps. Get them reps if you want to bodybuild. Don't be doing partial or less than 10 reps and think you're bodybuilding. Yeah. That's weightlifting. Yeah. Right? No, yeah. I mean, that's no, yeah. Not a common, 100%. Common thing, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think sometimes people get stuck in some of the more, like, general rules a little too much. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, pff, yeah. bringing up those arm days again. I don't know how many fucking reps we did, but. Yeah, we had, I, well, he knows. <laughs> we, yeah, he knows. I mean, I, I see Barb. Barb's looks like yeah, he's about the, to die the, yeah, on the, the leg press. Like. Of death. Yeah. Right? Jesus.
2: Remember that? Yeah. And like even like that time on the pendulum squat, oh, you know, yeah. I had like eight plates on there, which is fucking ridiculously heavy. Yeah. You know, I'll do, you know, I think I got like eight reps. Yeah, right. You know, I rack it up, PJ's peeling off plates, like, all right, let's go, you know, and then we're doing a drop <laughs> set, six plates, four plates, two plates. Right. You know what I right. mean? Like
1: probably end up doing your muscles 40, were not yeah. meant to do three reps. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. They don't grow from that. Yeah. You know,
0: not not in size. Look at those guys that, that ride those bicycles, race the bicycles around, they got legs like you know oh, fire yeah, hydrants. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, speed skaters, quads like fire hydrants. Yeah. You don't see them doing two reps you know, parse two half squat reps to build legs, right? Yeah. Get them reps, ass to the floor, yeah. you know, And it's the hard shit that, that people don't chest. want to do. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's I'm it. it's,
2: it's uncomfortable. I've like, shown people the right way and they I mean, go back to their way. Because yeah. it's, you know? it's not fun, it, you It fucking hurts. It hurts. You feel like you're going to die or throw up or both yeah. after the set. Like, it's like you got to be a little sick in the head to like right. to, to, to train like this on a consistent basis because it's yeah. it's it's hell. You know? it I mean, You Force it to well. have to
0: get thicker to, mm-hmm. to handle the load. You know.
1: And that's why everyone's not walking around looking like Olympia competitors. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a, there's yeah. levels to the training game, and you and see. And the funny
2: thing is, too, to go back to what we touched on before, some of those guys are probably taking three times, five times as much shit as I am as a yeah. pro, yeah. Yeah. and it just it yeah. just don't show it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Guys come up to me all the time, you know, what are you taking? And I'm like, like you said, like, what do you mean how am I training? What's my diet like? Yeah. Like, this is the shit that matters. It's mm-hmm. not yeah. it's not that other stuff. Yeah, yeah everyone it's thinks. It's not a concoction that you take and it happens, <laughs> yeah. you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, no, I've yeah. seen that a ton. Some of the guys in here that I, I find out are, like, running stuff, and I'm like, Phew. Oh, I know. I don't like, look like it. I know. I'm <laughs> like, something's not – I
0: can't you got not show something anybody that video here. of me, and, and they don't say there's no, you're, you're no way you're a natural. Oh, man. yeah, you look you you – Way better than a lot of these dudes. And shit was yeah. dialed
2: yeah. in, you know. Yeah, these, yeah. they're these, so used these, to relying all these, on gear. All the stuff we're talking about, you were yeah. implementing it back then. You know, yeah. doing it, yeah. you know, and that's why you look that way. Yeah, right?
0: everybody gets so used to relying on gear these days that they assume anybody who looks that way had to be doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They just don't, they can't concede. I've been accused yeah, my you whole can. life, you know. Yeah.
2: Before sure. Before I even, like you said, before even, like, touching creatine, you know. Yeah. Where, like. Yeah, right, he's on a whole bunch of shit. Like, oh yeah, you know, take it as a fucking compliment. You oh know? Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. All right, guys,
1: what do you guys got coming up?
2: Um, What's so, the plan? So right now, uh, I'm I'm in a little uh, growth phase, putting on some more size. Again, to be competitive with these guys, these, these you know foreign guys, the top Olympian guys, you know, walking around here, people might think I'm big and, and look crazy. You know, I'm competing with the best in the world, so. You know, even though I might look good, I need to look better. So right now I'm focused on putting more size on, filling out, rebounding from my first shows that I did to start the year. And then um, looking like October right now, I'll be uh, getting back up there. And so one thing with me is um, since I've been in this, I've been coaching myself. I turned myself pro um, up up until this past year yeah, I've done it all pretty much on my own. Like I work with Gaspar Nutrition. I have guys like Rich Gaspari in my corner, you know that I can have as a second eye or to go to for advice and stuff. But when it comes to my training, my diet, my supplementation, all that stuff, I've done it all on my own. Um within the past year, I've had PJ. he's been a huge help to me and he's helping me elevate, like I said, uh, pro uh, rookie rookie season as a pro, you know, I was like a second call out guy, you know getting you know within the top ten. You know, he helped me elevate to where now I'm I'm a top five I and I'm I'm out. in the mix, you know. Yeah. So, you know, again, having people in your corner like you mentioned before, like that's huge. So, you know, it's not like I'm I'm a great coach, you know, I've I've proven that by turning myself pro, by turning other guys pro, like Donnie, uh-huh. I have other guys this year that are probably gonna turn pro. Like I'm in it, I'm a great coach, but being a great coach doesn't mean you know I'm going to get myself there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It takes having that second set of eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, at this level, it's you have to peak completely on point to win. Like, the difference between fir- the, the head judge at my first pro show. So the difference between first place and 10th place is who peaks and comes in the best at that moment, prejudging, show day. Um, you know, all these guys look fucking crazy. So, you know, nailing it on show day is huge. So what I've done, you know, this past year I had PJ, he, you know, we we trained together, he helped me uh, with my diet and everything. Like I always went to him, like, this is what I'm doing. What do you think? You know, peaking for the show, my water manipulation, carb depletion, carb up, all that stuff. Like I was lucky to have him in my corner where I can go to him and run everything I'm doing. So even though I'm doing it on my own, I still have someone that, you know, I'm confiding in and getting that second opinion from, which is huge. But now, you know, I'm in it. I'm not a young kid anymore. I'm not in my 20s. You know, I'm 32 now, gonna be 33 at the end of the year. So it's time, like if I wanna get to that level, if I wanna be an Olympian competing with the best, I I needed to get a coach, you know, just to take that stress off of myself, peaking myself at this level, like it's the stress involved, it's crazy. I was one of the only pros at all the shows I did this year who was coaching himself. So I, I just got with a coach, a team heavy unit, my man Sebastian, he's I'm already up 20 pounds from my last show. Still pretty lean, you know. So I'm excited. I'm definitely gonna be uh, on a different level this fall. And he says, you know, we're making it to the O this year. So I have someone in my corner who believes in me, sees what I'm capable of, thinks I can make it there. The way things are trending right now, um, it's definitely a possibility. And that's what we're working for. So the goal is to get to the Olympia this year. If it doesn't happen this year, it's in December. 1,000% next year, I'll, I'll be in it. Hell yeah. Um, you know, I've been progressing each year like crazy. Yeah. And like I said, sure. like, I'm just now, like, getting into my own where everything's really, yeah. you know, falling into place and coming together. I'm getting that muscle maturity now that I'm a little older. So, you know, I'm, I'm super excited, fired up. Um, I'm eating like a fucking horse right now. I'm um, just adding size. And that's what it, you know, I get the condition. I come in in shape. But for me, I got to nail you know bringing that fullness you know you got to be like I, like i said it's an illusion you got to look you know even though there's a weight cap you got to come in looking like you're you weigh 20 pounds heavier than you are yeah. so you know once if we nail it this fall you know that's the goal be the olympia there so i'm gonna hit at least probably two more shows october or november to finish out the year this year
0: Hell yeah yeah he got some points for the Olympia the first show. Yeah, I mean, so I'm in it. Yeah. I'm on the
2: points list. Yeah. You know, so, just seeing my name there with, with these guys, top of the world. Like it's, yeah. like that's all the motivation you need. Um, yeah. So now at this point, it's just about executing. You know, training balls out every day, not missing a meal, not missing a beat. And that's it. Where's
1: Olympia this year?
2: It's back Vegas. in Vegas. Oh, it's back in Vegas. Uh, okay, yeah. so I was wondering. Yeah, it was in Orlando the last couple of years with COVID yeah. and everything. Yeah, this right. year, it's back in Vegas. Yeah. So cool. Well, hopefully, he'll be still there in, and I'll be there. Yeah was telling him he's you know he's gone through a lot this fresh year i was like gotta be good for december dude we are gonna be planning a vegas trip hell yeah yeah Yeah, and that's what's up like
0: we we met over at your gym in country you know during the COVID time and you know me i'm I'm you know no filter i see a guy that looks like him in the gym he didn't look like that then but (laughs) i saw potential in him no yeah i knew to do was a standout you know so i just went right up and just said you get your pro card yet He's like, no, I'm working on it, you know. And we started talking and then he knew he found out the work that I did, and he had some issues from his athletics, uh knees. Yeah, so knee surgery. We yeah. started getting him on the table, and man, did his legs respond, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we just developed a bond, you know. He he went through some stuff with his with his um, father, you know, passing. I went and I had lost my father, and and we had this love for I'm I'm from the time of the sport that he loves, you know what I mean? And and he kind of reignited that in me. You know, yeah. my passion for the sport, you know, because it was predominantly power lifters over there. Oh, yeah, I mean? yeah, So, when we came over here, we made a plan to start doing some training. I said, well, he's like, yeah, I just need to bring up my lower lats. I said, well, I know some old tricks we used to do. He's like, yeah. He was always – this guy is so humble. Like, well, let me get him – <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's good. It's been a ride. No, 100%. Yeah, so he's so humble. And we got over here and we got some workouts together and, and uh, made some changes, you know, and, and his body really started responding. And then, you know, I found out I had some issues. I've been having a lot of pain in my back and my hip. And it turns out that, you know, I have some herniated disc and spinal stenosis. And I've had one epidural shot. i got another one planned. I may need surgery coming up, you know. And then after that, as both you guys know, and maybe some of the people viewing, you know, I got diagnosed with prostate cancer uh, in January. It's a disease my father died from. So, you know, um, so I underwent, you know, radical um, prostatectomy uh, uh, the 29th of uh, March. And uh, it was, uh, you know, three weeks. I lost 25 pounds. It was the toughest thing I ever went through. He's the guy that took me from my epidural shot. He's the guy that took me to the hospital, picked me up from the hospital. He's the guy, you know, that I continue to talk to as, as well as you, Colin. I feel like you guys are like brothers to me. And uh, you know, I was supposed to be in Pittsburgh, you know, to cheer him on, and you know, unfortunately, I had to do that via text. Mm-hmm. You know, but we still talked at every show. I watched the live threads. Yeah. He came back between his first show and second show, and I worked on him in my office at home on the down low because <laughs> <Sure. laughs> I still yeah, wasn't making. Tweaked ready to... some of my posing. And yeah, we, yeah, it yeah. Makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah stuff tweaked like out that. some of the posing. You know what I mean? So I'm doing much better now. You know, I don't mean to get emotional on people. I'm just an old man and. And I get I get emotional sometimes, and I'm very grateful that I've put you know 15 pounds of that weight back on. I've had support from 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 Barb's and, and you and 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 the people here at this gym. That's uh, been remarkable. It's inspired me, you know, to, to trudge along because it was a tough thing. You know, oh, yeah. you saw it. Yeah, talk to you that a lot was crazy. Times. Yeah, it was crazy. So I'm um, I'm on the mend. Um, you know, I got to get the, the back fixed probably before I could do full blown with him again, but I might be able to jump in some, some arm stuff and, and some back stuff before too long. Once I get my level back up Yeah. and then, uh, you know, I'm excited about him having a new coach cause he's got, he's got so much potential between, you know, you know, his genetics and his, his work ethic and he's come so far and now he can take that stress off of himself and his body's responding. Great. He has a plan to follow from a guy who knows what he's doing. Um, a guy who's proven and uh, so now he can really excel to the next level and and we always have each other to talk to and bounce ideas off of and and look at him whatever but um, yeah it's very exciting man it's very exciting to see um, you know a friend of mine and a training partner get to the level that he's at it's great to be part of it it's exciting for me I I didn't get to do that when I was his age because they didn't have that class Mm -hmm. you know so um, you know they're like, oh, you're an Pro? pro, No, but I've helped people become <laughs> IFBB Pros, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and it, and it's exciting now. I get to work on a lot of them, you know, a lot of high level high level guys uh, as a, as a deep tissue therapist, and I get to be part of his journey, which is which is very exciting. It's like having a brother who's who's an IFBB pro. No, you know for I mean? sure. So yeah, so it's exciting and it's 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 an honor to be sitting in here. I've been watching some of the programs that you do the podcast they're great you get some great people on here and for me it's an awesome opportunity for however long we've been just to sit and talk with you two guys yeah you know what i mean no, it's yeah. great that a youtube video is going to come out and hopefully some people will get some information from it that's helpful 100 but uh you know but i love and respect both you guys and and uh it's cool i'm looking forward to watching us have the chat and like i said hopefully there's some good information and, yeah you
1: know. no and it's awesome to see it all kind of come full circle from like obviously me and you've been together for a little while now but going to Conchi, we started that and the whole idea of the powerboat brand has always been like kind of combining the worlds of powerlifting and bodybuilding yes. yeah. and we kind of did it at Conchi, but it was still limited with what we could do right. coming over here having it kind of like flourish the way it has. And I feel like Barb's you're a big reason for that. So I appreciate you coming here, just bringing that bodybuilding kind of culture with you, you know, whether it's people you've recommended to come, but just the way that you train and, and present yourself and interact with other, you know, younger, younger guys looking to come up. Yeah. That's what's helped kind of grow now, like the KOP culture to be yeah. what it is. It's This well rounded community of people, regardless of your training style, you're just fucking getting after it, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you come in good. here, everyone's fucking working, so yeah. That's that was a, that's been the goal for yeah. literally since we had the conversation yeah. about it in Warhouse. I'm still remember. Yeah, Coastal so. Grill. Yeah, probably. Co- yeah, Coastal <laughs> Grill, man. <laughs> I'm thinking oh, I missed about that doing place. This power damn, I missed that place.
0: I know. I I stopped by there and ate the other day. Damn, well, that I was place up, was, I was good. I was up in Lancaster taking care of something, and I stopped in there and ate. It was so good. So damn Yeah, I, you turned me on to that place and i remember in the parking lot we had the conversation about you having the idea of power build yeah you know we just did, did started rolling with that you know power
2: bodybuilding yeah you know I mean? and i mean
0: now it's turned into that and two gyms and yeah you know it's amazing what it's turned into pretty wild oh I mean, hey, yeah
2: hats off to you man because this is something that's not common and it's not done it's it's hard to do to you know take two you know different things and bring them together under one roof you know there's there's gyms that are known for being bodybuilding gyms. There's gyms that are known for being big powerlifting gyms. There's not many gyms, you know, that I can think of that are that's known for, you know, housing all that under one roof. And you know, you have everyone getting after it, you know, doing all these different things, you know, encouraging each other, building in the, building each other up, you know, just the environment you built here, man. It's it's fucking awesome. So yeah, yeah. You know, hats off to you, and thanks for giving us, you know, this platform and in this place you know you're always adding things you know if someone tells you oh you know like it'd be cool if you had this here you, like a week later you fucking have it here so yeah i try, you know, I try. It's awesome, man yeah. you know you're doing doing big things and it's uh the, comu- the community you're creating here it's it's huge you know you know i have pj you know everyone just heard you know his his story and stuff like he's a huge inspiration to me you know he's like he's an og and like what i do um so it's cool now to like have these young kids in here you know, me kind of taking some of them under my wing and yeah. making sure they don't fuck up and do things <laughs> the oh, yeah. wrong way. But um, you know, that's that's just it's super important just to have that. And um, thanks for you know building this community here, bringing oh, yeah. us all together yeah. here. It's, it's yeah, I think it's, it's, it's awesome. a
1: trickle down effect, man. And I think we're all we're all kind of responsible for it. Like I, you know, I could only do so much, like putting the gym here. But it's PJ, you've been doing it for as long as I've known you, which always just it it like bleeds down to everyone like me even at warhouse it was it was kind of like that and i feel like you had a huge impact on that now it's you know with conchi and now here you like all of us you know i mean it's like some of the key people you know i mean i think people come in and we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier like sometimes people come in they're like chests up a little bit they get humbled pretty quickly (laughs) but then all of a sudden like they're a part of the mix, you know what mix. I mean? They're they're yeah. training with other guys, other girls, guys and girls, like not even just talking about guys here, like girls too. They'll come in, maybe after a little standoffish, they're like kind of think, you know, they're they're the shit. And maybe they were at their gym, mm-hmm. but they come here and it's kind of the next level. But it can be a very positive thing where it's it, you're just going to elevate yourself along with everyone else, you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't have to be like you have to be the shit, it's no. like no, check
2: your, check your ego at the yeah. door. Yeah, that's everyone, it, everyone's here to get better. Yeah, you, you know, have you know people
0: I mean? at all levels here from beginning levels to some of the you have some lifters that are the best on the planet come through here. You have some that are best in the nation. Debo two years in a row and, you know, best lifter, you know, and the same, you got people that are qual, they're getting points for the Olympia. Mm-hmm. So you got bodybuilders that are IFBB pros and in football, that's the like NFL. That's, mm-hmm. that's the level that you got. So people that come in and think they're going to override that, you know, they find out that they're not, you know, and that's, that's cool because they realize that the people that are at that level here in this gym don't have egos. We're welcoming to, to everybody, you know what I'm saying? Only so makes them they, better. Yeah, they, it makes them better. So they find their Place. and the next thing you know instead of you know uh being you know uh, feeling less than this person they're asking that person asking barbs for advice asking me i have people asking me questions all the time and and we're always open to to giving information you know so it's a it's a warm fuzzy environment man it's some of the most hardcore lifting you've ever seen and then there's some people that are just starting off with their little notebooks and tripods uh, but the energy is is awesome man yeah it's just it's like no other gym you know i mean it's really there's nothing around like this, and and it warms my heart because I think of you as a younger brother, and and I have people come up to me, they think I'm the owner, you know, they're telling me this place is awesome. I'm like, yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? Like, yeah, you're the owner, right? I'm like, nah, not the owner. I do deep dish. My buddy Colin is the owner, you know. I'm like, but I'll tell him that you said that, yeah. you know. This fuck place is awesome. Yeah, you was know, like, I, you know, so. So that, it warms my heart every time I hear that. You know, I I see, you know, again, I don't want to get emotional, but I see what what you've done. I see where you came from. I know your father. I know your brother. I've worked on your brother. I worked on your nephew, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're close, man. We're family, you know. And, uh, you know, this is just, you know, and everybody feels the same way. You just can't say enough about this place, what you've done. And And I know you're not looking for strokes, man. That's just what you do. You just want to do that. You want to do that for the people that's here. And that's why it's so groovy like it is, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's awesome, you know. We're we're all cut from the same cloth, you know. We may excel in what we do, but uh, but we have big hearts and, and we're willing to help anybody else, you know. Do that at whatever level they're starting out. If it's your first day working out, mm-hmm. first day,
1: yeah, you can
0: come in here, find your way, and, and you're gonna save years that it would take you, you know, on your own. And you're gonna and you're gonna fit in, you know. You're not gonna feel like an outcast. Yeah, that's awesome, man. No. That's an awesome thing. Yeah. And so it's, it's awesome for me to, to be part of it, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, and have both you guys as friends. And the legend, Sue Trent over there, taking pictures of his <laughs> Texas girlfriend. He's got a lot, 10 or 12. We got, we got, no, we I'm got. The, I'm only kidding. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'll be getting you a trouble. We got the
1: highest level of everything here. Oh, yeah. Bodybuilders, David powers, here, and media. Yeah. And content creators. Yeah. These,
0: <laughs> yeah. But, I, yeah, I think best.
1: that's a good way to wrap it up. I appreciate you guys both coming Thanks on. Thanks Appreciate you. Obviously, both. we'll probably get them back on many more times as we're filming more episodes. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. A lot of really good information from two very experienced to the highest level, bodybuilders and powerlifting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, guys, make sure you subscribe, like the video, leave us a comment. If there's anyone else you want to see on the podcast, we're always down for, you know, more recommendations guest-wise. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Peace. How'd we do, Dave? All right, you think? Oh, oh a oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We probably turned a couple people off the ledge probably from doing drugs. Sarm like yeah. yeah. I'm not fucking Sarm's. I'm getting. Rigged.